Yeah, so today we'll be talking about the issue of Singapore poverty, rather poverty in Singapore. Does it really, really exist? And um, if it does, what are the different types? Uh, wh- where does it actually happen and what actually it is in mm. Singapore, right? And so, yeah. So, so I think that's quite interesting, right? Because, um, you know, Zach, you don't really strike me as a very socialist person. You've always struck me as a more capitalist person, which is <laughs> very much uh, in line with who I am as well. I think I'm very capitalist. Uh, so, so why are we... Why are we talking about poverty today, especially on, on this uh, episode of the podcast? Maybe you could share about that. Yeah, yeah. surprisingly, um, okay, I admit that I'm super capitalist. A lot of my friends know that I'm very like, uh, no bullshit, okay, uh, show me the money, the kind of person. Mm, yeah. But uh, just there's some parts of, there are some social issues that they uh, have, they give me, they hit my heart in a certain way. Okay. They, uh, I'm just very soft for it. And one of okay. it is... Yeah the issue of poverty specifically relating to kids mm. um, and I think that um, like why we are if we are why are we doing this is because like say if I'm reviewing this podcast and then I'm talking about poverty in Singapore yeah. and um, I, there's this one quote that I really want to bring uh, some attention to that yeah. uh, also it kind of it highlights and it also um, augments my thoughts on why we're talking about this and it, the, the quote is this where if there's 100 there's 100 hungry people and then you can just feed one mm. then it's okay you just fed one person so in the same in the same pace in the same line of thought if someone watches or, or uh, listens to our podcast and then they realize that hey, poverty is something that they actually want to solve as well or they want to they, I create a volunteer out of this then mm. I feel that I've done my job. Okay. You know, and uh, we really, I think like, a lot of us are very privileged right. to, in Singapore to uh, not even notice that there's actually poor people around us or like, right. people who are, uh, or rather poor people who are not earning enough to support themselves mm. and their family. And uh, I want to contrast this with my experiences in uh, overseas. Like, mm. uh, and you can also chime in with your yeah. experiences in San Francisco uh, um, mm. where I've met a lot of homeless people. I've seen and I've even talked to some homeless people in in uh, countries I visited, like Japan, yeah, in Paris, and yeah. and um, it's basically everywhere. I'm so shocked. I'm really, really shocked. And uh, the prevalence of po- of um, homelessness and in its, in its association, poverty is so like widespread that there are some countries like in Europe that they actually have homeless spikes, you know, those like anti, anti-homeless spikes on uh, shopping malls yeah. um, like at the wall so that homeless people don't sleep there. I find it mm. so shocking, like, damn. Like, it's, it, that's like really crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can chime in a bit here. Um, so, so interestingly enough, um, you know, uh, I, I mean, we talked about this before. Uh, I, I worked a year in San Francisco. Um, I, I mean, obviously, in the, in the States, you do see... Um, uh, more obvious signs of uh, homelessness and you know uh, I think this is a very tightly mm. coupled um, situation uh, like when you have less less money to spend sometimes that affects your housing situation also um, so so these two issues are often discussed together like um, maybe poverty and homelessness uh. so, so in San Francisco um, there's one particular weekend when I was like relatively new to the city, I think in the first few months, 
I attended this uh, home-based church thing, even though I'm mm. not particularly Christian or devout. <laughs> Uh, so 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 after the the session um, uh, introduced to me by my friend uh, Rachel, um, she brought me to the to this uh, home base uh, church cell, and then after that I followed one of the the people from the church cell to this uh, I it's not really a homeless shelter; it's more like a organization where they actively go out to to help people. Um, so so uh, long story short the. The organization brought brought us to this uh, building near the Tenderloin, uh, which yeah. which is a place uh, you've heard about. Yeah, scary place. Yeah, seen. Uh, yeah. So, so we went. Uh, I think through the Tenderloin. Uh, between the Tenderloin and the <coughs> Civic District. Mm. Uh, you can check it out on Google if you are curious. Um, and then there, are, there's like this this very unique part of the the city in San Francisco where the um. There's zoning, right? So that zone is uh, for single occupancy residents. I think uh, if you Google that term, like there's a specific term for cities in the US where they zone for for SORs or whatever, whatever they call it. Uh. And then um, inside, when you walk through all this um, this building, uh, there is a certain smell, uh, and I I think more like. Um, a lack of care. Okay, you know? okay, yeah. okay. So, so yeah, I really get Yeah, and it was, it was very eye-opening and um, it really showed me a different side of the city because, you know, uh, while you walk through the city itself, you might uh, you might see the sights and sounds and like, oh, this is a very pretty city. Uh, sometimes you might see some people who are homeless walking through the park, but like, it's still like a, it might, it might still be part of the environment for you, but like you know, being so immersed in that kind of environment is, it's quite it's quite um, shocking maybe uh, or disconcerting. And you know, uh, actually, if you think about it, actually there are pockets in Singapore where where these things are very real, uh, And I think you know you want to talk more about that as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. Hundred percent agree with what you say. I think that brings me to you know. Um, this book that I was reading recently, it's called uh, This is How Inequality Looks Like by Yuyen Tio. So Yuyen is actually a, a sociologist in mm. Singapore and I think her book became a bit famous because uh, it talks about some points of why the poor in Singapore are poor. Okay. Yeah. And uh, one of the, the most prevailing theme of the whole book is that there, there's a hierarchy, right? Mm. And then the poor people are at the bottom. Okay. But the thing is that uh, those people in Singapore society, there's a hierarchy. Like mm. you, you, I mean, like, as much as you can say and be a socialist about it, there is a hierarchy. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, and like those people who succeed at the top, whether they're kids and they get into a good school or they like get a good job or like, right. work in a bank or a finance or whatever mm. or engineer or lawyer, doctor, whatever, mm. they are just deemed as deserving. Okay. They are deserving of the title, the status, and of the success, mm. and of what society can give them. But um, what happens to the people who don't make it? I mean, of the people that of the one or two for every doctor, I'm sure there's like at least five to ten different like doctor wannabes that didn't mm. make the cut, right? Right. Yeah. So um, it seems that um, okay. So what the book said is that those who didn't make the cut. Mm. They are just seen by society as not deserving of what society can give them, right? right. Like uh, they just don't deserve it. They fail. They right. and people and society likes to 
put them down and mm-hmm. and uh, give very blanket statements like oh the, they didn't make it because they are just too lazy right. they didn't make it because they uh, just didn't work hard enough or they're stupid mm-hmm. and it just feels very very sad because um, in actuality um, like this is like your success in society is really actually affected by your privilege mm-hmm. and I would say that both of us both you and me are pretty privileged and pretty uh, in a decent position when we were young to be able to be uh, given like the things we are yeah. today yeah. Like, uh, I would say for myself um, um, and for many of my friends mm. uh, all our parents were able to afford tuition right okay. yeah. yeah all, all our uh, were able to afford tuition able to afford a lot of things and in fact a lot of some of my jobs uh, that I was uh, introduced to were all through family connections right. and Without them, without like this ability to pay for a tuition, without mm-hmm. these connections, I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's and, and it's really really uh, imperative. I mean, like rich and wealthy people obviously want to do everything they can for their kid to be successful. Right? So, yeah. Why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very sad. So, um, um, a similar point in this sense, right, is that. Uh, so like that now you can see like there's a divide between poor kids and rich kids, right? Mm. And there's this there's this divide is actually strengthened even more. Yeah. Uh, by the fact that kids who are poor and kids who are well wealthier are learning different skills. Mm. That, uh, they learn different skills in their childhood. Yeah. And one of them society prefers much more than the other. So like, mm-hmm. for example, um, yeah, like uh, wealthier kids. They learn things like okay, how to be prim and proper, how to dress better, um, how to behave, how to sit down, how to listen to adults, and like yeah, you yeah. know all these things, right? Yeah. Okay. So I cannot verify this, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like like in general, they learn how to listen, right, and behave. I guess in general, mm. but like uh, uh, poor kids or rather uh, kids in poverty, they. They learn different skills. They learn like okay, how to do housework. Mm. They learn how to, they they learn how to take care of other neighboring kids. They learn the idea of generosity much, uh, much earlier than other kids. So like, okay, yeah. I I can't verify this uh, but I I I get your train of thought uh. Yeah, please continue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it, it just seems that you know society sees prefers the skills that are learned by the wealthier kids as uh, more productive, more useful than this than the skills that are uh, learned by the poor people. But but these both are still skills, right? Like, yeah, I, I, th- I think you're thinking about very specific uh, skills. Lah. So like, for example, uh, there, was, there was this article that I read a while back. I can't remember where it was from. Maybe uh. it was Channel News Asia or like... Uh, it was one of the publications, but anyway, the the trust of it was that uh, there was this um, uh, daughter to this uh, Malaysian business tycoon family, mm. and then um, she was saying that from young, right, her her parents used to teach her how to read financial statements of companies. Okay. So obviously, that's a very different Damn. skill that you know, and and you know, I think back then, uh, that was probably like four or five years ago. Uh, oh. I can't remember what family she was from. Um, obviously, um, but. You know, uh, she said she started doing that from the age of like maybe sixteen or eighteen. Huh. So like, <laughs> um, and and that's quite that's not something you would normally associate with, right? Like when do you first start reading financial statements. 
uh, like only during army because I was damn bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So army for you is what? 19, it's like, uh, 19? 1920. Yeah. yeah. 1920. But, uh, what, what, what was the thing that made you like read on your own or like learn on your own? Did, did you ever talk to your... Oh. family about it or not really oh that was uh, That's I, no I, now that you think about it yeah. I actually take it for granted okay. you know I honestly take it for granted that yeah. you know like shit I, uh, I I just picked up reading because like all the books were available to me everywhere in my, in your in house, my house. Uh, okay. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I just yeah, now that I think about it right yeah. I, and I take it for granted that oh yeah I just read because like it's there I see yeah. cool cool yeah, yeah. So, now on, on that topic right so uh you know, even, even like a very simple thing like books, right? Having books in your house, right? It's actually a privilege, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know, like, for example, uh, Intelligent Investor, right? Uh, oh, yeah, Benjamin Graham. So actually, actually even though my, my, my family hates reading, uh, there's a copy of that at home, but uh, do you know what? The story of why it's at home is quite funny. Because yeah, uh, my dad, uh, he bought it from some like, um, I don't know, fake fake book dealer or something. So so like the the book is pa- uh printed on like very thin paper yep. and like some of the printing is like screwed up. <laughs> so it's like okay. yeah, so so you're better off like just reading the PDF version online. You know that's how bad the book was. But like you know at least the book was there lah. You know, cause my dad was like, okay, a lot of people recommend this book. It's good. Uh, if you are interested in investing, this is what you should read. Suppose supposedly lah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like, your, your dad has like got some tenets like okay, uh, how to how to buy books from a fake book dealer. Do you? No, no, f- man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem. I think it's interesting. Yeah, and you actually brought an interesting point. Uh, I think there was one part in the book where mm. uh, in the book by Yu Yan yeah. where uh, she said how there's a family that she was visiting for yeah. a study and and um. She uh the actually the kid right she's actually very like like uh very rambunctious okay. very very like, well spoken okay like as a kid and she was going to uh primary school right. but of course she's from a poor family okay. yeah. and then uh about half a year later she visited the family yeah. again and this kid was doing very poorly in in school okay so like the they were like discussing hey what's wrong you know like yeah. she's so like she seems very smart like, very yeah, high for IQ sure. so the problem is that uh throughout the First six years of her life, the single mom yeah. never bought, never really bothered to teach her how to write, write and okay. read properly. Yeah. So, they, the, they now this drew a very very uh, interesting like uh, parallel yeah. within with uh, this kid, this uh, poor kid, and then the author's daughter. Mm. So the author's daughter, uh, okay, the what the author did was like try to be very mm. nice, give this uh, kid's family like okay some like very easy to read books uh, like nursery mm. rhymes books to her to read yeah. and then she, the, what she wrote was uh, very interesting because she was like oh my the do- daughter doesn't need the books anymore because her her daughter is now reading Harry Potter okay. at 6-7 at, at years old and then <laughs> this kid is like not even able to yeah, read a single yeah, sentence yeah, like yeah, it's I mean. so interesting like how how you know the the parallel is so the, this is so like different between families it's right? so stark uh, the difference yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But in any case, like uh, I really do care a lot about kids and poverty as well. That's why it really spoke out a lot to me. This part of the book. I mean, uh, okay, when it comes to like poor in society, uh, yeah, I mean like okay, the poor also generally they. Uh, uh, I I guess like okay, in Singapore we do have a lot of pro. I think the government has a lot of programs to help the poor people. And uh, the last one of the last few points of the book that start with me was uh, that uh, the poor people. 
poor people are actually uh, well, people in poverty are not really um, applying to these programs at all. Mm. And that's strange because like I mean, why don't they? We would expect like, hey, I'm poor, like give me money, like it's free, right? Just apply, la, right? Yeah. But the thing is that um, they when they apply, they feel that they feel that they feel that they lose their dignity in the okay. process. So when they go to these government agencies, they actually say that oh, uh, the staff treat them very badly. And in order to apply for the programs, uh, they actually have to reveal a lot of information about mm. themselves. Like, okay, what are their spending habits? Yeah. Their bank account, their NRC, or where they live, yeah. what they are doing, what their jobs, the past few jobs. So like, it's a lot of information and it's like opening your entire heart to a total stranger who doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I'm, I, I do feel that... Um, I mean, I, obviously this is not substantiated and I haven't verified it. Yeah. Out, but I think... People who generally work in those sectors of like public service, uh, do do care to some extent. Yeah, but yeah. you know when you're overworked and uh, you have a lot of people to help. Uh, I think generally that that might sometimes give way to apathy, lah. Cause like, oh yeah, yeah fair. So so um yeah lor, um yeah fair. Like uh, I mean apathy is a real thing, and mm. also there's also this uh prevailing idea that oh the poor people like uh uh. Like you have to go case by case If not like they will cheat you Of your money kind yeah. Of thing. yeah So there's this like Prevailing idea that The poor people really like Cheat you lah And And uh, I mean There's always to think about it right uh, I, I, I think not so much that The People actively try and Cheat, uh, the, system. cheat the system But more like uh, as, as part of the public sector You need to be accountable To how you're Dispersing your Your mm. funds lah Because like how do you how do you justify so the funds come from somewhere right and mm. I'm I'm guessing most of it comes from like other taxpayers money or mm. whatever and so yeah. so yeah so you have to balance that yeah, yeah. yeah I I mean I understand your point of view like I I mean it sucks and it doesn't sound nice but you know that is the fact like, yeah. that's how Singapore generally uh, works right yeah, we do yeah. things by the book right imagine yeah. like if uh, I mean there are, there are people. Uh, I mean, I cannot say for Singaporean people, but like obvi- obviously, uh, in the states, uh, you do see people who like drink and smoke, uh, even though they are not well off uh, in the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, and like they still they still accept like food from shelters, etc. And like yeah, you know, so 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 this is also why like people are more comfortable giving food rather than giving money, right? Because like you, if you give them money, like maybe they just spend it on more, but. Uh, drinks and yeah, drinks, more, more, cigarettes, uh, yeah. or even drugs. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Uh, in oh, I mean overseas, uh, the homeless people are often drunk because they buy beer and beer is cheaper than water. So like, I don't know. I I don't know how true this is. I don't remember the prices. Uh, yeah, it's it's true la. It's true, and, is it? <laughs> uh, I think in some parts of the US and uh, uh. certainly in some parts of uh, Europe, uh, like uh, beer is cheaper than water for some reason. Mm. Like, um, I'm, I'm not sure why there's a, there's a good reason la. you can probably yeah. search it up on, on the internet uh, yeah yeah fair point fair yeah. point yeah I mean um, I, I don't think yeah. it's because primarily that the beer is cheaper than water okay. more, like, more like because they also like drinking beer but who knows maybe I'm, I'm yeah. wrong about no this no shit if yeah, like, beer so. is cheaper than water I also want to, I'll just <laughs> I will probably drink buy beer also. all the way man what is water yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so like uh, I mean the Programs in Singapore have there are programs to support them, but they're generally also very targeted. And oftentimes, it's a lot of 
uh, it's very specific. Like, I only want to give you this amount of money. Like, maybe sixty dollars a month for your pocket money to give your kid. So like, it's right. a lot of pain they have to go through for small amount of money. Like, a lot of them feel that it's not worth it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I will have to research more on this topic. But uh, that's what I said in the book. Yeah. Right. Um. I mean, there are also other documentaries on YouTube that actually are quite interesting. I've watched. Yeah. They also highlight on this uh topic. Uh, one of them is uh. Um, Hunger in Singapore is by CNA Insider so mm. it's a two-parter and the first part is about this uh, there's this family where uh, this family only buys hash browns from the supermarket okay. so it's like a stack of 20 hash browns and and uh, it costs maybe like 4 or $5 and the right. reason why they do this is because them like it's so cheap and that's the only food that they are feeding their young daughter mm. who goes to primary school it's a like damn scary like okay like uh, you're gonna go back to you're gonna go back home after like school and then you're just gonna eat hash browns mm. like that's totally not nutritional at all and then yeah. like they have no choice because it's like the only thing they can afford mm. and it's cheap okay <laughs> yeah like uh, like when it comes to um, food also I think like uh, there's a lot of there, as usual there's a lot of like support from the public right. uh, in terms of like groups or like, do, uh, charities that um, will, will like give food to the poor people uh. mm-hmm. um, they will like give donations either whether food items or sometimes like cash disbursement but right. um, for in terms of food right like I feel that the what the charities well the, the documentary showed that what the charities are giving the people mm-hmm. uh, often the food is not apt yeah. it's not uh, good for the people for example the old person will get like one can of like peaches but no can opener <laughs> yeah, yeah, or no yeah. strength to open the can yeah. or like we'll get pasta then the the old uncle will be like hey uh, this is you see me uh, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, can I eat yeah I can't even cook uh. or sometimes like they'll get like food packet mm. rations like your outfield pack uh, and then like um, they'll, they'll like the, the old people or rather the poor people they will eat then they realize that hey, the food is actually not nice. The taste is not that good, yeah. or it's cold. But they are afraid to complain because like once they complain, right? Then, uh, they'll they'll feel like oh, uh, you just like you're not grateful. Like, you're not grateful, uh, uh, Then they're freaking scared. They just like uh, they end up just throwing away the food. They can't eat it. Yeah, it's a lot of like waste here also, uh, So. Uh, I mean, some people also like, anyhow donate. Uh, That's from the documentary. Right? That's always from the documentary. Like, yes, you can go and right. watch. Uh, like, uh, hunger in Singapore. You can go and watch. Uh, pe- some people like really also anyhow donate. Um, food. Yeah. Uh, food items. Like, some people even donate like, half a fucking bottle of uh, mineral water. Like, what the hell? What are you gonna do with that shit? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's like systemic <laughs> problems, right? Cause like yeah. you know, there's a lot of um like recycling or whatever that uh, we just randomly recycle things that actually cannot be recycled or mm. it's not properly processed mm, yeah mm, mm, so yeah fair point I mean uh, like uh, I guess I guess like, it's really a sad a really sad thing um, and and uh, there are a lot of things that can be done better and mm. uh, hopefully someone who's listening to our podcast may like <laughs> have some grand idea after like being inspired listening to us um, to solve the problem here but uh, I guess like I really wanted to um, highlight that there are all these issues here that we really don't see they are pervasive in our society yeah. and uh, we like uh, there are ways you know you can actually uh, help to solve the problem even if it's it doesn't have to be something grand like you're gonna change the the whole system right but it could be something small like just spending half an hour or an hour or like 
like spending a bit of your time to go and like help out. Like there are some uh, different there are some charity organizations that are in Singapore that I mm. I would say I would say are doing quite a decent job. Um, one of them is called uh, Keeping Hope Alive by this lady called Fiong. So mm, she will okay. actually walk around. Uh, she will actually walk around the rental flat blocks and then she will like look for look for uh, I forgot the term for it I don't know if it's kinds of what she look for like uh, people to help okay. and like go and try and solve the problem people so, of like, need uh, people uh, of need yeah, yeah. and really go and like try and talk to them and assess okay. the situation I feel that what she's doing is quite good uh, like, quite noble because it's all non-profit mm. and uh, also there's a very like popular one it's called Food from the Heart where um I, I remember my dad used to do this before. Um, he will collect um, food, leftover bread from bakeries that are in Singapore. Mm. Uh, they they didn't sell it and they close shop for the day. And then he'll collect the bread and then deliver it to like other places uh, of need, like old folks' homes. Mm. So uh, there are some like organizations around that actually uh, you can help out with. And mm. uh, if you do feel inspired to go help out, um, I would like you know greatly recommend you to go ahead because uh, like I said, you know. Even if you can't feed feed one hundred people, you can just feed one, and that's good enough. Yeah, I I think uh at at the end of the day, like um, it's not like talking about this would necessarily solve any problems. Uh, mm. But I think the the intention here is more to um, raise raise awareness in whatever mm. capacity. Like um, at the end of the day, like. We are definitely not experts on this top- topic, la, mm. but uh, I think um, uh, Zach has cared enough about this topic to yeah. to say that uh, perhaps it would be a good idea to talk about this in whatever limited capacity that we have. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you can consider checking out some of the things that we mentioned, the documentaries, uh, and I uh, hope it was, you know, uh, interesting in the whatever form yeah thank you